This episode of Head Truck Hockey is brought to you by Logout. James Ream and the boys are fantastic. Logout offers free estimates, tree trimming, tree removal, and stump removal. Don't worry, they are insured. We've used them ourselves and can tell you that they show up on time, they're reasonably priced, have exceptional customer service skills, and will get the job done. Call James and the boys at Logout now for your free estimate at 519-791-7566. And what is going on, all you buttes and beauties out there? It is episode number 73 of Hat Trick Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. Now, Rob, this being episode number 73, what episode do you think this is? My, hey, it's the Matt Pumple edition of Hat Trick Hockey. He's played four, four years in the show between Ottawa, New York, and the Wings. This man, CHL Rookie of the Year, OHL All-Star Team, OHL Most Goals by a Rookie, 33. Thanks for coming. Also got the most OHL points by a rookie with 64. He's a gold medalist at the Helenka Memorial. He's an AHL All-Star, currently playing overseas in Osberger. Well, he's an Osberger Panther right now over in Germany. Our boy. Matt Pumple, so we're gonna have to get that cat on soon to talk to him. Oh, he's uh, ready to go. Yeah, Rob, what's up, brother? How's everything been since the last time we talked? Uh, <laughs> I found a car. Thank, thank you to the Fowlers. That was awesome. They, yeah, you said they, it was a three hundred, right? Yeah, yeah. So we passed the safety. Now I just gotta get her uh, rocking and rolling on the road. Um. I had a big night, uh, Thanksgiving, the American Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Yep. So I got a little overserved. I may have overserved myself. <laughs> um, we won't go into that because uh, there's some apologies that I got. <laughs> when, I was, when I go to Cornwall tonight. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, just one we, of those nights. Yeah, and we've had a busy week here on the show, too. So we've been at it. A couple of crazy interviews coming up for you guys, too. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun this week. Yeah, it's been it's it, it's been a good week. I was the same thing. Just the normal hockey shit like that. Boys are back in the wind column. So that's always good. So we'll see what happens. Got to play later on here at, well, 8 o'clock. This being Thursday, we're playing against all the um harrow like sailors out there so that's like pip and fire and like paint can and like all those guys so we got to skate with those cats bunch of beauties. oh yeah so we're playing against a bunch of buttes tonight so it's always a good skate against those guys it's always a good hard skate hour and a half so get a good little sweat on and then have a couple of beers it's <laughs> yeah. usually the way it goes being off all week and everything too so they kind of go hand in hand right yeah it's it you know maybe happens a little bit so should we jump right into her yep. let's go the big thing of the week uh lemieux there got five games for his bite on his hand like who bites people come on guys He's like jesus so what happened is there was a fight between him and uh it was uh chucky there ottawa chucky so they got into a little bit of a scrap um it was at 1351 of the third it was November 27th. They got into a fight. So apparently he was like shoving his head down and I guess his hand was over his like mouth or like whatever. So he bit it. So 
uh, Lemieux had to have a in-person hearing. So when you go over the phone is usually you'll get less than five games. If you have to go on Zoom or fly there or whatever, it's usually five or more. So he had to have one on Zoom. So it was a minimum of five games. They did give him five games. He'll forfeit 38000 750 bucks in salary, 7,750 a game. Brady had some pretty harsh words after too. And his little press conference there, he's like, he shouldn't even be in the league. His own guys on his own team don't like him. This and that going on, just a whole bunch of shit. It was a shit storm. So I'm kind of curious to see what happens the next time they play because they're going to fight, right? Yeah. You would think, right? But everybody... Remember, these families have gone have gone at it since back in the day. These guys' dads fought when they were playing for Canada and U.S. too, right? Right. So what do you think on it, Rob? You, well, the, the way I looked at it, the, the fight was over, right? Yes. And now, like, why are you jamming your hand in my face? Like, okay, so you're on top of me and whatever, and you, now you're jamming your hand over my mouth or, you know, who knows? We don't know what was going on underneath. Maybe he's, you know, suffocating. It's not like I, you, like, I don't know. Fish hooking him. If you were getting fish hooked, if you stick your I'll finger, bite your finger exactly, off. Your exactly. finger's coming off. Exactly. But I'll spit it back I mean. to you and you, you'll be done. But that's what I mean. But that's if you put your hand in. But the way it was, it was like on the, like this part of his hand. This part of your hand. So like he could have been. So he was probably on. pushing down on his yeah. mouth. And, and like, your jaw, you push your, start that pushing fucking your hurts, jaw. Man. Fucking right, it does. So, like, guess what? I'm going to bite you. There's no reason <laughs> for your hand to be in my face. Maybe Do, he was hungry. Is, is it not legal? Yeah, shit. No, it's not legal. But you're going to, you're crushing my jaw. You're pushing my jaw at a location. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't care. I'll, I'll bite yeah. your hand. Yeah, he was assessed a match. Mm-hmm. So, he got five minutes for it and a match penalty on top of the fight. But. I just think, I don't know, a little bit of a greasy thing to do, but <laughs> well, how, how about, how about the referees that aren't tying him up? Like well, he's still getting my hit, his hand in my face. Like what if he's eye gouging him? Like I what, think what, the refs were just getting in there. Like, I think they had almost just went down. So they were just like getting in there. And then I think that's when it happened. So it happened fairly quick after they got on the ice. Like, but, <laughs> don't jam your hand in my face, punch me in my face. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right? anything, man. Don't I'd bite rather me have that than you just smother mm-hmm. me or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like your stinky hand and your glove and all that shit. Oh, yeah. If whatever. I freaking face washed you, you would puke <laughs> with my gloves. Like, I don't freaking keep them fresh to, because, you know, sometimes, you know, you just got to give a guy a little face wash, let him know what's up, grab his nose and fucking just twist it off his face, whatever you got to do sometimes. You know what happens? You take a poop before you go play hockey and wipe your oh, ass yeah. with your glove. <laughs> You're fine. Um, so speaking of fines, Rod Brindamore got 25k. He I I missed the call or whatever, but he went completely nuts on the bench. Completely nuts. So I think he got uh he well he got fined 25k for inappropriate conduct, is what they called it. So I'm assuming that's when he's spazzing out on the refs. The fine money goes to the NHL foundation as well so that's kind of that's okay i guess but um i think he i think it was like an offside call or something like that don't quote me on it but i think that's what it was i didn't like catch it i only caught like bits and and i seen like video and that stuff that i seen that he was fined 25k i was just like holy fuck that's a pretty heavy fine but wouldn't 
that be reviewable so like who cares like why would you lose your I mind i don't know what happened man i don't know what happened but it was i'll have to like actually like look it up and watch what happened but it was like i don't know but i've never seen him like that behind the bench because he went fucking off i don't know so you're uh probably gonna look that up i'm assuming right now uh, so right now. while you do that we'll switch over to austin matthews there Pablo? Shaved his stash. He looks like he's 11 right now. He uh, so shaved his stash for uh, November. He raised $134,000, which awesome. is fantastic. So good on him. But yeah, he looks like a little kid right now. He is in fuego right now, too. Just got a hat trick last night. They made Colorado look like fucking Buffalo. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. But uh, he's looking good right now, man. He's looking good. Leafs are rolling. So. Like I said, we'll talk about that after. The uh, We'll move on to the Jake fucking DeBrusque. Okay, Jake DeBrusque has asked the Bruins for a trade. He still agreed to play and everything and play his normal style and play his ass off and this and that and the coaching. So everything's good between him and, like, management because he's still in the lineup, right? Mm-hmm. The part that pissed me off the other night is when they were playing the wings, when he's like grabbing the puck and shit, they're booing him. Like the Boston fans are booing him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, are you fucking kidding? He me wants right out. Now? He wants out of Boston. So. But that's fine. But it's not like he's sitting up in the box saying, fuck you. I'm not playing. Like, you know what I mean? Until I'm out of here, the guys agreed to play and keep playing the way he's played his whole career. This guy is going to be, this guy's probably, he's a probably 20 goal a year guy, 20 to 30 goal a year guy, mm-hmm. plays his ass off. Why are you not like, you know what I mean? I understand. I don't know. He wants to leave, but it, I was just kind of thought it was a little bit, uh, it was a little gutless on the, on the fans part, booing him after a guy's played his ass off his whole time he's been there. It just fucking bugs me. That's all. I don't know. Like, uh, so Anytime any player wants out, there's a reason, right? Like he was, yeah. he was a healthy scratch uh, on Sunday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like if the guy is still willing to play for you and he's going to play because like, who's going to want him if, you know, like, I, I don't know the whole situation. Do you know what did, did they say why he wants out? I think he just wants a fresh start. He doesn't really like his role. And you know what I mean? He just wants a fresh start. But like, to me, if a guy comes to you honestly and is like, Hey, like, listen, I need a fresh start. I'm not feeling it here. I'm not getting the minutes I want. Maybe this or that, or maybe he just feels that they're not using him Right. Maybe he wants a little more of a role, you know? So. But isn't it crazy? Sure. Imagine back in the day when, when, <laughs> you know, you're playing with broken fingers and stuff and, and you do anything to stay in that lineup because you know, there's a guy right behind you. That's going to take your place. Now you just, you demand trades. You want trade. I want out. And and the thing that makes me laugh is like, how did it get out there that he wanted out? Oh, they're, it's usually out when, if if a guy wants out, they'll throw it in the freaking like media. Why not? Cause it brings you lots of attention to your team. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to follow up on it. Speaking of deals, that Hughes kid in New Jersey, eight year, 64 million, eight million a year for a kid that's played. He's played, he's, he's played 119 games. He's played 119 career games and he's already making that kind of money. 
That is insane. If you ask me, maybe they should have done a little bit of a smaller deal, three, four year deal at like maybe like four or five. Do you is think he, it's is, a, he, is he a 50 goal scorer? No. And he's making eight scratch. He's got 19 in his career. <laughs> okay. Sure. Why not? I think he's the one that plays. I feel like he plays defense. And his brother, Quinn, is the one that plays forward. Oh, okay. But his, still. His brother, Quinn, is in Vancouver. Well, he must be just a stud then. Like, yeah, yeah. But still, he's Morgan, only played 100 Morgan games. Riley get? Doesn't Morgan Riley get like oh. seven or Oh, seven? I know. I think Riley was higher than that. Uh, yeah, Riley's around seven. But he probably had to take a little bit of a team-friendly deal, though. Well, yeah, because there's a bunch of greedy pricks on. Because you're paying fucking five guys 58% of your salary. So. Yep. That's still crazy by me. I man. cannot find that Brenda Moore thing. Yeah, anymore. don't worry, buddy. He, uh, either way, listen, he lost his marbles, man. So that's probably why they're freaking lucky they didn't throw him out. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, you, you got fans in the stands. You got kids in the stands. You know, yeah, you, but, you have to be a representative of your team. You can yeah, but if give all look, the shit you want on your interview and say, you know what I mean? Most kids ain't watching that, but they yeah. are watching the game yeah but if you go to an nhl game and you sit that close like right near the bench mm -hmm. it's kind of expected don't you think these are grown men this is their job i get that but do you think it's more of a temper tantrum than a you know what i mean like what are you going to change but he's usually not how many arguments have you had in softball, hockey, whatever oh, never. that have changed a referee or an umpire's decision? Like he's like, Oh, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, redo the play. I'm not, I'm taking that well, penalty away. Like it, it's well, never not, happened. Not once, but how many times right. are you, are you going to let them know how you feel though? <laughs> right. But to an extent. Yeah. But like that's you have what to have some kind of, you know, take back like where but, you, oh, but that's what okay. makes me think because how often do you see this guy losing his marbles like that i don't know when when toronto played and uh he got that <laughs> the zamboni goalie he yeah. was he was beside himself oh i know but he but he wasn't screaming and yelling he was just the look on his face was just like oh my god <laughs> they had him mic'd up and you could hear some of the shit he was saying like are you oh, fucking kidding me this guy i would be too though on. I, I would be too I'll bring an extra goalie. That's funny, man. All right. So this being episode 73, Rob, we got on with us. 73's head coach, Danny Anger. We talked about some of the boys from the team and just how the team's off to a good start and fucking power play, this and that. We talked about everything, okay? So we're going to flip it over to him right now. So everybody enjoy. Danny's always a great interview, very informative, knows his team very well. So you guys are going to hear that right now. So enjoy everybody, Danny Anger. He's a total beauty. Roll it. Delta. Woo! 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 Well, ladies and gents, finally got him back on for a second round here. Now that we're playing some hockey now, we got 73's head coach, Danny Anger, back on with us. Danny, how you doing, bro? Hey, boys. Thanks for having me. I, uh, it's been long overdue, and, and I appreciate your patience with, uh, <laughs> with my schedule. Ah, uh, you've been busy. You're you're a busy guy. You're hard to get a hold of too. You know what? If you try and reach me during the day, I'm uh, I'm usually you know trying to be cognizant of work. So, mm -hmm. um, I, I again, I apologize, guys. 
that's all good, bro. You're good. We're fine. So let's dive right into the team, man. Last time you were on, we talked like, like you on the ice, this and that. Now let's talk the boys. Okay. So you guys are off to a roaring start 13 and three. So obviously everything's great right now, but what are those guys like, obviously how I'm trying to word this correctly here. I'm having a brain fart, but what are you liking what you see right now? Like, what are they doing? Right. Is there things that they can do maybe a little more aggressively, a little better? Like, how do you feel the boys are so far? Yeah, absolutely. I, no, this is a, that's a great question. And I, I think the biggest thing is we, um, the, the difference from my first year to now um, is, is we took a step back and, and we looked at, where are our deficiencies? And, and first off, the biggest deficiency was in the dressing room. Um, you know, we, being a young coach, you know, sometimes the players, uh, they, they think that the leash is a little longer um, than, than what it actually is. And I think, um, you know, when, when Pales came in, our, our, biggest, uh, our biggest goal that we wanted to set is have the best dressing room, have the best group of guys, the, the best management group, um, so that when we step on the ice, everyone's on the same page. Everyone is, 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 um, is basically rowing in the, in the same direction. And I think that was the biggest problem. Um, you know, my first year is we had some guys that were rowing straight, some guys that were rowing backwards. So um, first off, we wanted to take care of the dressing room and we have the absolute best dressing room. Like I, I, I have absolutely no problems, whatever problems there are, you know, my, my leadership group deals with it or it's internally dealt with. I, I haven't had to deal with one problem this year. And, um, you know, we had a big issue with penalties. Um, our penalties were, were a major problem. Um, and that just, you know, got, got dealt with organically. The, the leadership group came forward. Um, you know, we had a couple games at the start of the year where our penalties were getting pretty high and um, it just got dealt with. We, we didn't really have to say much. The guys just knew that if we wanted to win hockey games, we had to take care of our penalties. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, bringing in, in Jamie McDermott and, and Jeff Breton, having Chatty back, Chad Walters. Um, we wanted to make sure that our, our group, because we're so young, knew our systems inside and out from the defensive zone. And then we just slowly moved forward, neutral zone, offensive zone, um, our forecheck. So, so now our guys have our systems down and, and it, it was painful. Like the first month and a half was fucking painful. Like I <laughs> wanted to blow my head out because I'm doing fucking defensive zone every single practice and Jamie McDermott like I remember going in one practice I'm like Nig or can I say Nig Jamie Jamie fuck man like we've been doing defensive zone for three weeks now I think the guy's got it he goes no let's give it another week and a half let's test it out in the game and to be honest you know a lot of the goals that are getting scored on us now it's either you know on special teams or or off of rushes I I can't remember the last time that we've gotten scored on um, from a defensive zone breakdown. And, and that's exactly what you want, right? So we still have some small things to work on, but um, but based off of our, our our process that we're working with now, it seems to be working. And, and the benefit of our process is, is it, it's, it's going to pay dividends next year and the year after and the year after that, because everyone has been following the same system for, for three, four years. So um, sorry for the long-winded answer, but no, it's all know, good. I figured that you guys were going to ask that. And and to be honest, I'm, I'm really proud and really happy with this group. I, you know, outside of my, um, my one 2005 team that I coached that we won OHFs, like this group is, is something special. 
mm-hmm. and not not only just the players but the management is it's top notch like i i enjoy i love going to the rink every day and i can't say that um you know for past years yeah now, now to uh, pump Mike Bailey's tires, what, what, what do you think is his biggest attribute bringing to the team? You know, like being a, a first-time general manager, and you know, like he's he he's very well respected around the league and and all that. But uh, what what do you find that you're picking up off him most? First off, Pales is is he's a no bullshit guy. Like you're not gonna, no one's pulling fast ones on Pales. He's he um, he demands respect and he gives respect and he's he's just an authentic guy and he loves he loves the 73s and he loves those players in that room and I I think he's he's so good for this role because because his his mindset is coming from a caring mindset not from a, a business mindset and um, and he's honestly been a tri- like a pleasure to work with like I feel like I'm jerking the guy off right now, but it's, it's probably <laughs> the biggest turnaround for the organization is bringing Mike in. Yeah, that's fantastic. He comes by it honestly with his, with his dad, Sammy. You know what I mean? Like yep. that man comes to every game, and you know what I mean. And and you know Sammy Skelton too, and he'll he'll oh. he'll get he'll get Mike's here or yours or whoever's right. <laughs> and he'll say, "Hey, watch this guy." You know he. he he does, he does it, he does it on his uh, granddaughter's team, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, he, it's hilarious. He's hockey, he's hockey knowledge. He is. He'll pull you aside. You, you, you know, I was helping uh, Mike one day move something and he, you know, had to make sure that I knew that our, our power play sucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey, I seen there, you guys have, you guys had what? 31 players on the active roster. Yeah, so I, I think what you're counting there is is our IP list too. Okay, well I seen uh, that, but what the one thing that jumped out at me is you guys have 13 rookies, so kind of what I that's a lot, man. So what I wanted to know is how have they done so far this year? Have to be good. You guys are 13 and three. Our our rookie group is phenomenal. Like our um we we made sure we did a very um we were very diligent during COVID. We we didn't want to be on the back burner to, to some of the other teams um, in the league. We wanted to make sure that, um, you know, we had, we had zoom meetings with, you know, Oh fours who were the class that was affected by COVID. They couldn't mm-hmm. play that year. We had zoom meetings with the Oh fives that were going to be coming in. And we had zoom meetings with any Oh threes that might've still, um, you know, potentially been a prospect. So one, we did our homework. And I feel that we got the absolute best rookies that were available. I, I don't think there were any rookies out there that, that we didn't have an opportunity, the first crack at that didn't go to junior B. Mm-hmm. And the, the benefit of our rookie group is they've been able to step in. And I don't know if you've looked at the stats, Ant, but like we have rookies that are, are they're not leading now, but they were leading our team in scoring, leading That'd our be, team plus minus. That would be Shirk, right? Shirk, I've seen, has had some big numbers. He's been scrapping a little bit too, hasn't he? Yeah, Shirky is, you know what, buddy? Shirky is the the definition of an Essex 73. That kid wears his heart on his sleeve. He, um, <laughs> you know, I feel, feel bad. The last game we played against Lakeshore, I had to tone him down a little bit because he gets so ramped up for these games that he's, he sometimes goes over the edge. Yeah. Um, but it actually worked in reverse for me. I, you know, he didn't have his best game cause he wasn't, you know, being a little fucking Brad Marchand out there, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Shirky's, um, Shirky's going to be a player that you guys are going to be cheering on for a lot of years to come. 
Well, I think he ended up being a captain at one time because his dad, they used to live right across the street from me. Mm-hmm. And his dad was a total beauty, Tim. What yep. a great Timmy's man. A guy. But like when you talk to Luke and you say, hey, you know, you got to tone it down. But now he can't play his game, right? So it yeah, kind of throw, throws him off. So I remember coming and watch uh, your rookie camp. And yep. he was out there and he was wheeling it. And I was just like, this kid's making the team for sure. Yeah, he um he had a we had to have a really good talk with him because his his the start of his rookie camp wasn't that good and we had really high expectations for him. And then after the talk we had with him, it was like hat trick after hat trick after big hit after fight. I think he fought in rookie camp too. Like and the kid is five foot three, what 120 pounds. I think yeah. they said he was five seven and he was like 160 or something like that. Is what I'm a little off. To- well, but the not camera, really the camera adds four inches <laughs> speaking yeah, of just... of guys since we're on points this matt fucking smith kid is tearing it up 19 points 13 games and he came over from lakeshore and before lakeshore. that he played in huntsville right uh no he's been in lakeshore his whole his whole okay because i thought it said huntsville otters on his thing there so what kind of of like impact has he had since he's moved over like you guys watch hockey you know like the the toughest thing to do in the game of hockey is score goals it, it's mm-hmm. the absolute toughest and when you have a guy who will play a 200 foot game that's that's reliable in his own zone that can score two goals three goals a game like you're that's a huge piece of the puzzle that we didn't have and it's something that as a coach you don't have to worry about if you can yeah. generate offense um organically and not have to come up with systems like you know you can't ask for anything more and, and he's just a, a great kid he's comes from a great family his family's from um so his mom's a revenberg so you know they're they're the blood runs in essex so he, it was mm-hmm. it was the perfect fit for us to get and and the perfect guy for for our chemistry mm-hmm. he's lighting it up yes he, he is he's got a he's got a really good centerman helping him out too um like tice chittle is is a great guy, great player. Um, and he, you know, they, they work very, very, very well together. But Smitty's led the league the last three years in scoring too. So it, we knew it was going to come. So those two are probably on number one line, right? Yeah. You know what? I I don't even know if we have a number one, like we just roll them. Yeah, we, we, we do roll lines. You know, I, I don't even know our power play has been so shit lately that we haven't even had a first power play or second power play um but but the last couple games we've been scoring on our power play we call it the no power play and it seems to fucking work but um, (laughs) yeah if if you like i don't want to say they're our first part first line because you know one night they could be our first line the next night bugley's line could be the first line cranker Mm -hmm. parents line like every line is contributing in different ways to 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 be our our number one Mm -hmm. that's what you need yeah i our depth I, i think our depth is is ultimately what's going to help us get to where we need to go. Mm-hmm. You, you find it might be an option to decline the penalty? Hey, fuck, Rob. <laughs> we, we say that every single time on the bench until this this no power play popped up and we're scoring goals left, right, and center on this no power play. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know what? We, we took the mindset. We were having trouble scoring because, um, you know, just like the systems where we had to step back and give it a month's time, I, I think that we were too um, calculated with, with what we wanted to happen. 
and the players weren't able to develop their own system and use their own skills. So now we just play it like a five on five and play desperate and it's working, right? Like uh, there's no, there's no special recipe. I'm going to tell people though, when I go out in the community that we've been practicing this power play for eight, <laughs> that's all I hear about is our power play shit, but it's been working. Uh, when, when Sammy tells you that, then you know what it is. Right? Oh, Sammy was killing me, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I go into the grocery store. No, actually, we were at the, um, the, the 73s went to the Remembrance Day um, ceremony. And, uh, no, not at the Legion. At the, I don't know what, the, right by the church. The memorial yeah. thing, yeah. Memorial, yeah. yeah. We were at the memorial. And, and the memorial is just about to start. And all of a sudden I hear the word power play and I'm like, Oh my God, they can't even let it rest. <laughs> that, that night, I think we went over eight. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, like sometimes it, like it, it, it's, it's robotic, like until it becomes like muscle memory, you know what I mean? Like, think about it. You, your boys have been off for two years almost, mm -hmm. you know, like, so that's gotta be difficult for these guys to all start working together, you know, come in as a, a, a one unit and, you know what I mean, perform. Like, it, it, it takes a special thing, or maybe you just need a better power play coach. I don't know. Like, yeah. oh, that's, <laughs> that, that's what I was saying. Because he's the power play coach. <laughs> <laughs> up just, a couple times. Just tell but him, just I fucking think, rip them, boys. Just shoot from everywhere, shots from everywhere. Right, You're bound right, to right. score. I, I think, and that, that's ultimately what happened is we were so calculated. And so robotic, we were trying to, you know, play like the Washington Capitals, but we're not the Washington Capitals. You yeah. know, we, we have our own skill. We have our own identity. And ultimately, I just let them, you know, be creative. And yeah, there is structure and we have a power play structure, like a mindset, but it's not it's so calculated that it, it's going to put guys in a certain position at a certain time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, it, so let's, let's, let me ask you this. You got you got your first five guys that you're going to pick on your team to be on the power play. Yeah. So you bring them out to practice and you say, you're going to run the power play and you tell me how you want to do it. Don't you think they might know? And, and I'm not saying as you're a bad coach or anything by that means, but don't you think they might know each other a little bit better where they would be or where they would go? And you know that they're sitting right next to each other and they're saying, listen, next time I go down there, you need to be here. You know what I mean? Like maybe even put it in their hands and say, okay, so it ain't working. What would you guys do? I, I think what, what was going on, Rob, was it was just they, they couldn't grasp that players had to be in certain spots yep. in, in certain routes had to be run. So we stepped back and we just, we have them play like it's five on five because realistically when we have our five on five four check or, or cycle, if you will, it rolls into a power play umbrella right. or a one through one. Right. Um, so we just said play like a, like a five on five roll into the one through one automatically or, or by default because they have one less guy and things just started to click. They started to find their own lanes. Yeah. They started to realize that, you know, this is where this guy's going to be, mm -hmm. but we didn't have to sit there and structurally design it for them. You almost had to dumb it down. It, that's exactly everything has to get dumbed down. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's been so long, you know what I mean? That, you know, they're, 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 they haven't been playing hockey for a while. So, you know, they're all chasing skirts and eating hot dogs <laughs> and macaroni and cheese and whatever. Right. So <laughs> the other thing too, is, is if you look at 
some really good power plays. You know, if you use Washington or even Lakeshore, for example, <clears throat> they have guys that have played together for a while and really high-end guys coming down from junior B that can make three, four, five, six consecutive passes in a row. Um, and if that's the case, you don't really have to work because the puck is doing the work. Mm-hmm. We still have to work. Like our guys have to work to position. They have to work to retrieve pucks. And I think that's one of the other things is if we play like a five on five mindset, then they're going to keep working hard and we need them to keep working hard. <laughs> so there's my fucking long, long fucking winded answer for no power. <laughs> That damn power play. Just rip it, boys. Traffic in front, lots of shots. Rip it. <laughs> Let her fly, boys. Fuck. Yeah. Get somebody in front of that. Fucking just slap shots. Yeah. First three games, our power play was clipping at like 80%. And I'm like, oh, boy, boom. here we go. Here we go. Yeah. And then, you know, teams start to realize that, PK, if you just work hard, mm-hmm. work hard, get in lanes, stick in lanes. Yeah. Pressure the right people, pressure the D, wherever yep. it's coming from, you know, like people, like good, good teams do their research, right? So, yep, it is what it is. But like, uh, what, okay, so now you, you, you struggle with uh, Bell River. Um, how do you see, just say that, how many, how many more games do you have with them? So we have 16, we've played them twice, we played them two more times. Okay, so how do you see, I mean, I, I don't expect you to give up your, uh, you know, the Holy grail, but, uh, how do you, how do you see beating them? Like what, what is your key to success to beating them? Lakeshore is very, Anthony is a phenomenal coach and he has some really, really good players on that team. Um, some highly, highly skilled players. Ultimately, when, when you look at the score sheet at the end of the game, those players are the ones that are, are, um, are fueling all their offense. Um, they're a very offense, uh, um, you know, four to five player offense driven team. Um, you know, if you shut Tom, if you shut Tom Brady down, the, the Buccaneers aren't going to do as well. So if you shut those five guys down and again, I, I don't have that recipe. I have to go back and watch game film and whether that's matching guys or just come up with a system, um, you know, a collective system that all the guys can play. I don't know what that system is going to be yet. Um, I don't know what that game plan is yet, but. I know that if we don't shut those guys down, you're not going to win hockey games. Um, because as a team, a collective team, they work their fucking bag off. Like Lakeshore works really fucking hard. They're they're you know they're not in they're not in first place by an accident. They're they're there because they fucking work hard. They deserve to be there. Yep. Yeah, they haven't even lost yet, have they? No, they're they're they got a perfect record right now. Jeez. And well well deserved too. They're um they're they're a good team. Now you guys normally. What's try, that? Try running them, like you know. Just yeah. have a Donnie Brook. Like, that, that's that's the issue. Your special guys out there, and, and uh, you know, take special guys. He calls yeah. them. Yeah. Their um, their power play is so good. You, you can't, you can't, like you can't if take you. Yeah, like the, that's what happened last game in Lakeshore. They, um, you know, I think they scored two power play goals, and then they got two shorthanded goals too. Oh, J- wow. Just mental errors and. I, I think we have to get over the mindset too. Um, you know, Lakeshore has been good for so long that that sometimes we fear them. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a collective group of 23 kids who are the same age, same size. They're, you know, they wake up in the morning, take a shit just like everyone else. So, yeah. 
Now, you guys normally play 40 games, right? This year, you guys had to go to 32, correct? Yep. yep. So you're halfway through, <laughs> like, halfway through now. You've only lost three times. What do we expect to see out of the boys through the second half of the year? Yeah, so we're finally at this point. I think our systems are where we want them. There's some tweaking that we we have to do, but uh, we're incorporating a lot more battle, battle drills um, and practice. So I'm expecting our work ethic to increase. Um, we need to be harder on the puck. So, you know, if you go out to a game, you're going to see, a, you know, more, um, I guess, explosive team. You know, physically and, and um, cardio-wise, we, we should be in better shape for the second half. Mm-hmm. And we'll be healthier too. Like we, we've, we've had some big injuries that from top end guys that they haven't played in the last two or three weeks. And, um, you know, it fucking hurts when you have, you know, Carson Noble, Braddock, some of our big guys at the back end that, that haven't been playing Chittle chill has been injured for majority of the game. So it'd be nice to get those guys back. Yeah. (coughs) Wow. That's brutal. Go ahead, Rob. I see. Okay. So, so, um, I went and seen uh, Moretown. Yep. Where you guys just last played him. I missed five goals. All <laughs> Essex goals. I missed five <laughs> Essex goals. Uh, two I was in the bathroom for. Uh, <laughs> and, and I mean, at one time, I opened the door and, and you know, they, they scored. And then when I washed my hands and come out, like, and it, I, I just had to pee. I was just taking a pee. And, like, I, I'm in and out. They score again. I walk around the home end and as I'm coming up to the little ramp at the back, there's a lady walking her little kid and I'm like, Oh no, you guys go ahead and I'll, I'll, I'll take the stairs. So I'm watching the game. And as I get to the stair scores again. So I go over to pails and I'm like, Hey man, like I missed three goals. I, I missed four goals just now walking up to come into the game because I think it was uh, two to one for Essex um, in the first four minutes. Yep. Right? Yep. So like, I think we got in there at right, right around the 16 minute mark. And uh, so I, I tell Mike about it and Mike's like, I, I really appreciate it. If you just either leave or face the wall, <laughs> stop watching the game. But what I wasn't, I, I was kind of shocked because this is a big rivalry because like you guys, you guys are top three teams. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I thought it would be a lot more physical and, and it really makes sense how you're saying now coming into the second half of this, because you're obviously going to see them two more times, right? More time. Yep. Yep. And you know, like I thought it would be way more physical. It was just a, a wheeling and dealing game, you know, like what would, what did Essex win? Five, four? Five, four. Yep. Yeah, it was. Um, I just thought it would be more once Essex got the what was it five five three lead. I thought they would just start banging body, and and it didn't happen. I, I was just kind of like, why why are they not taking it to them now? Like they, they got normally, the more towns like that. I just think you know they play in that small barn up in Moretown. I think they were just gassed. And yeah. and you know what? If you look at the game. A lot of Moretown's chances were off the rush. Um, we got to fucking figure something out there because we give up way too many odd man rushes. I think it's because we pinch. We pinch and we stand up when we shouldn't, but that's neither here nor there. Our our game is a very good cycle game and a four-check game. We just wear teams out. Um, 
you know, when we have possession and we're doing the right things and we're, um, we're moving our feet down low, we're a hard team to play against. And it just, it eats minutes and it logs minutes, Yeah, logs minutes. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'd like to say they probably can't catch our guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 like I, I was just saying like, it's been a long time since I went and watched 73s play, but you know, but then now getting into the podcast and doing all that stuff, you, you start, you start going back. And, and I just remember Essex always being a very physical team. And now I know the game has changed. Like we've talked about this before and uh, it's not the same Donnie Brooks and, you know, punch your head off your shoulder, throw garbage cans over the glass, whatever. It's just, when I think about Essex, I think about, a physical team yep. all the time because like you know I've, I've been up like Toronto way and get to talk about hockey with whoever and they say oh you know that's in 73s and I'm like we're up in Toronto and the 73s are known up there you know like it, it's 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 awesome right like I never played for them but I still feel like well that's my hometown and I think I think the game has if you look at the the number of hits that we're making and we had a very physical team um, my first year, but the, the physicality was different. We were a team that would take a high risk to make a huge hit so that you'd probably see those big hits. They, they were a lot more obvious. Yep. Um, we have guys that lay big hits, like, you know, Andrew Tom's fucking lays massive body. Like and, and Andrew's not the only one, but, but if you look at the number of hits that we have just finishing checks, we've almost doubled or tripled the amount of hits that we had my first year. Like we're finishing more hits, yeah. but you wouldn't see that because it's not the huge, you know, open ice or the guys, you know, um, you know, laid out on the boards. Like it's, we're just finishing hits because we, we want to stay involved in the play, not, not take ourselves out of the play. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, who do you guys have in net? Uh, so right now we have Adrian McBride and, um, uh, Petrie. Okay. He's been good. eh? both, both have been awesome. Like they're Adrian had two bad games against, um, against Lakeshore and Moortown. And, and unfortunately they were back to back and I, Ooh. he's a rookie, right? So it, there's going to be a, a, a learning curve, but I think the kid has five shutouts right now. Like what rookie comes in and, and has five shutouts. It, like he's, he's played very, very well. He's I made this make. I think that's half the games he's played. Yeah, it has. Cause he's, I think he's nine and two or eight and two. <laughs> Five shout outs. What happened to your U S goalie that you had? Like one game oh, and gone? Rob, I don't know. I really don't know. I, that bothers me. I, I don't know what happened. He played one game. Um, went did back to win? or did he lose? Uh, we won that game. We beat Amherstburg. Oh, then, then you said, I, I, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah, I went back home, went to uh, some team in New Jersey. I don't even know. I didn't even check up on them. I don't know. Quitters. Are you only allowed to have, like, a certain amount of guys from the States? One American. Oh, just one. That's it, right? Yeah. So and, you, uh, signed, you signed him to a card, and then now that card's gone? Yeah. It, it's, or can you bring it, another? There's a lot of cards. So I think we have something like 30, 35 cards that you can expend through the year. Okay. So it was, you know, we would never go through a full full season of cards unless we had a ton of injuries. But, um, yeah, we just – that card just got tore up. But it's kind of disappointing, right, because, you know, you have so many kids, you know, 
we'll say Canadians, you know, their heart and soul wanting to bleed orange and then you, you take this kid on and you, you, you try and help him, you work with him, you get him a place to live and then he, ah, I'm going home. Yeah. You know what? It, it, I was really sour with the kid too, because pumps, pumps was still in town. Uh, Hayden Hodgson was still here and, you know, they needed goalies, a goalie to shoot on. Uh, Tome was out there on the ice getting free. Like he wasn't contributing to the cost of the ice to take shots by these guys. And uh, he was out there three, four times a week. Like, like it's just things like that, that bother me, but you know, I'm not going to say you guys are probably thinking it. It might be the the product of where we're looking for our players. Mm. You can mm. read between the lines. Give me that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. No, go ahead, Rob. I'm. I'll take a Canadian before I take American, anyways. So, oh, well, yeah, you got these jerseys behind me, and I'm looking around now. I think like I should take all of them down, right? Except that Austin Matthews one. Yeah, still, so that go one, for, still go for a pretty penny. But traded right away. Hey, one of the one, as he goes back to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I love is you guys have a lot of guys from like right here on the team. Like, there's not a lot of guys from. Well, there's some guys from like this town, this town, whatever. But you guys got a lot of guys from Essex. That was, um, you know, one of the other big goals when Mike came in and we sat down with Jamie and nines and all that, it was, it was, we wanted, um, in Riley, Riley has been preaching this from, from the day that we came in. He said that there's Riley Jones, by the way, sorry. I don't know if, um, most people mm-hmm. probably would know his last name, but, um, Riley said oh, it, Essex was so good back in the day because they had local talent and the community just gets behind them and they support it. And, um, so that, that was one of the first things that we wanted to do was make sure that whatever class, not the first year class, cause that would, it would have been a tough class, but the next year, the 04 class, we recruited as many Essex kids as possible. And thankfully that Essex recruiting class is a phenomenal class. Like mm-hmm. Dembinski, sure done. Um, Jack first isn't on the team, but you know, he's an Essex kid, uh, Kyle blow, um, you know, you have McCabe, who's an 04 goalie, who's who's really good. Um, Kale McCabe is an 06, who's coming up. I don't know if you know uh, Sean McCabe works at Chrysler's. I don't know if you know a man from Chrysler's. Sean was on our show, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah, so he, he's got two boys that are, you know, Woodsley products. Um, you know, they're, they're, it's just, it's a the 04 class is, is lights out. I love it, man. And it's awesome, too. The guy's like... Halsey's from here. Um, you know, you count Chittle. Chittle's from Maidstone. Smitty has Essex blood. There's um, a bazillion Chittles that right. have come on Essex. They're they're like royalty. That'll right? boost that'll boost the attendance at the rink too. Sure. Like, well, you figure for for every one uh, kid playing on that team from Essex, Maidstone, Woodsley area, you're bringing in four to five people. When we went there, the the um, the attendance was 531. We went went to the Leamington game like a month before that. There couldn't have been 150 people in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and, and that's what what brings you. For every, like I said, you bring in four and then you get this kid that knows that kid. Well, there's another two, you know, like it's just awesome. And that's that's what you need to bring back if you want, you know, the successful attendance and, and all that stuff, you know, like it, 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 it's fantastic. 
And like um, Joe McLeod was on here one time and he said, you know, like I'm walking through the grocery store and, you know, like a Sam Paley walks up to him and he says, hey, tough game last night. You know, you might have wanted to do this, but I wanted to play harder for him next time. 100%. You know what I mean? Just because he he recognized who I was and it it made me feel good. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, you bring up really good points, like phenomenal points. And the, the players feel a sense of, um disappointment when they lose because they're not only losing for the 73s but they're losing for the community right um so it, that's it it helps it it helps so much when we have local kids it, and you know you left out all the girls all the girlfriends come you know yeah it's it's crazy so yeah and, the, and the, those girlfriends bring their friends and you know what i mean like it, it it's just awesome but like i i just meant like you know for that that kid that parent parent comes and then their kids come and then you know what I mean it just keeps expanding and then like I said next thing you know by the end of the year I'll bet you Essex ends up with the best attendance in in uh the PGHL yeah we had um we we have an unbelievable attendance now but like we my first year we didn't have one Essex kid we got Liam Hall at the deadline um, now we have close to 10. Like that's a big, there's a hundred, there's a hundred people a game right there. Yeah. And when we had Mike on, like at, at the beginning, when we, when he took over and was doing the thing and the, that was my first question to him was like, how many kids are you going to have from town? You know, like if, if I wanted to go see Bell River kids, I'd go to Bell River. Yeah. But I do get it that these kids, you know, and they want to, they want to play hockey and, and, uh, Mark Mark Rido or Matt Rido. He yep. came from Windsor and said, "I bleed orange. This town took such good care of me, and you know, and that's what we do. We we take care of everybody." I t- I totally agree, boys. Can I can I go grab a beer? Go grab one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Danny, what a guy. Grab grab two while you're there. Why wouldn't you? Want to put on a pause for a second? I'll get a tolly in me. So, Danny, when it comes right down to it, who would you say that you uh, inspire your coaching style after? Like, what team, like, in the NHL, or is it just your style, or or what is it? Yeah, that, that's a good question, Rob. I, I think I take um, – I just – I love hockey, and I take bits and pieces from everybody. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, the – I'll use DJ Smith. I, I respect DJ a lot. What he's done with um, – with Ottawa, Ottawa, that young team, it's pretty phenomenal. And DJ, of course, he has the best systems, but he has players that respect him and that want to play for him. And at the end of the day, I think that's the most important thing is, is you might have the best systems in the world, but if your players don't believe in them or don't believe in you, they're not going to fucking follow them. So um, I, I think I take a lot of inspiration from DJ because he he's such a player's coach and um, he cares about his players and he cares about their development. Um, and in system wise, he's got amazing systems Q, like, I, I feel bad. It was a horrible situation in Chicago, but I, I, you know, King's a phenomenal coach. What he's done in, in Florida is great. And, you know, a lot of my stuff also like comes from Kevin Hamlin too. Kevin Hamlin. Work the other coach on your prep nine times out of 10, it's going to show in your game. So. I tell you, there's not, there's not a team. I know Anthony works hard in Lakeshore and 
Moortown works hard and Carney works hard, but there, there's not a team that works harder uh, in this league than our staff. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what most most guys say: you, you got out coached. You didn't get out played. You got out coached. You, the in, team wasn't ready. The team wasn't prepared. Uh, come up flat. You, you know what I mean? Like it all falls back on you. It's not that one guy. It's not that one guy. It, but it's easier to blame a player on the ice than it is the coach. Coach nine times out of 10 doesn't get uh, the, the gears for it. It's that guy that coughed up that puck or it's that, you know what I mean? <laughs> Instead of that dumping, you didn't go off the glass and it all falls back on the player. But why did that player do that? It should there, be true. That's a good point. I will, I will all day, all day, Rob, I will take the blame. If, if we have a bad game and the team wasn't working hard, fucking put it on me it, like put it on me if my players know that i'm if my players know that i'm standing behind them and, and and i'm taking ownership for a loss um i'll let them take ownership for every single fucking win i'll take ownership for all the losses because at the end of the day when push comes to shove and the game matters they're going to know that i had their back right. um so i by all means i'll gladly get blamed if my power play fucking sucks all day but um you know it, it's and that's uh, the thing that bothers me when I watch, you know, NHL games and media is they, they blame the players, but the players are doing those things for a reason. Why are they doing those things? Ultimately you're the boss. If um, I don't boss isn't a good word. You're the leader. If you're not leading the troops the right way, you know, they're, they're following somebody, they're following something. Right. So figure out what the hell's wrong. You know, mm-hmm. man, I can, that's a lot of, freaking pressure on you though to be running this whole system and you're looking after the power play and trying to coach team and stuff like that traveling this and that like it takes gotta be a lot on you like it's it's um it's a totally different stress than when i coached in in triple a um it's funny that you bring that up because i was i'm watching the all or nothing all or nothing or all for nothing right now the maple leaf series on on prime you guys gotta watch it i don't know if you've seen it but it is it is phenomenal like to watch kyle dubas in, in Sheldon Keith, two young guys do what they do with the, the, the biggest sports organization in North America. Like it, it's crazy. Like Kyle Dubas is three years younger than me and he's leading the Maple Leafs right now. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the pressure that I feel is, is, is tiny compared to what Dubas feels every time that they lose. But it's the pressure is, is I have so much pride in Essex and I, I want Essex to do so well for the community mm-hmm. that that's the pressures I want. I just want people to be proud of the team again. And I want, I want to bring championships back. It has nothing to do with my personal pressure. It's just the wanting to do good for the, the, the town. Mm-hmm. Or, or personal goals. Like it, it's, you want to do it for the community. That, that's awesome. Like that's, yeah. that's the way you should look at it. Like, think about it it like jason spezza takes seven hundred fifty thousand in you know like lowest paid hockey player in the nhl and but think about it if, if they won the cup he would be a god in his hometown yeah canada in yep. canada he would be a god you know like when 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 uh what's his name hit that jumper in basketball for the Raptors and and instead they win they win the championship and he says not nah, done here he could have he could have been the biggest thing in Canada 
The like guy he that could have, for, he could have been crowned a king, but right? instead he went for the money and left, right? But this is a Canadian boy playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs who, you know, John Tavares, like you, you think about all these kids and then you think about these kids just in Essex, right? right. And man, do they want a Schmaltz Cup? Balls, yeah. yeah. Balls, yeah. yeah. They do. Yeah. And it would be the biggest thing in there. And, and they get to they get to carry that on forever. Like, hey, remember when we won the Smokes Cup with Danny Anger? Yeah. Well, okay, we're we're pretty fortunate. We have in our locker room. I think, honestly speaking, we probably have ten kids that should be playing junior B. Um, and and we're fortunate that you know they've had the opportunity to to go up and get a sniff, and and they turn it down because they're they they just want they want to win in Essex and they want their whole heart to be there. And, you know, I want those kids to have an opportunity to go to junior B and go to OHL. And, you know, we promote that development and we want them to develop like in, and move up the rank. But at the end of the day, if they're comfortable here and, and they want to win championships, I, I'm not going to be the one that pushes them up. Mm-hmm. You know, they can make that decision. So, but they can see it too. They know what you got. They know, they know the plan. You know, they they got the best general manager, probably junior C. They got the best coach, uh, you know, well, next to, uh, you know, the guy in River. All right, here we go. I'll take take that all day. (laughs) I had to throw that at you. The the last time I saw you, you're like, I didn't know you don't wear hats. (laughs) I've never seen you without a hat. And I was... I had, to, I, I had to I had to take a nice shower and fix my hair fine. for you today. So I didn't I didn't recognize you without a hat. Yeah. And and honestly, I I part of me, Rob, was put off because I thought that you were gonna be bald. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I just I thought barely that, have any gray hair. <laughs> I know I, I probably thought, have more gray hair than you, Rob. Blonde highlights. Fuck. That's funny. Rob's freaking chirping you and like, like the Leafs are going to win the cup sound. Hey, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) He's over there shaking his head. No, his freaking look at his like Leafs thing. It's still upside down. Oh yeah. And we're going to be there having a couple with him. I'm on this wagon. It's a wagon. Yeah. But I I just want to say like, I I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, I think you guys got great staff. Um, you know, it, it's it's just uh, up and onward, right? So oh, yeah. it's moving in the right direction. And, and the key is is the direction is is not just um, a short term. Um, we didn't just think about this the short term. Like we we made sure that you know two years ago we took the players that were going to be here to develop. Um, in that we could have for three, four years, five years. Um, you know, Riley had a really good game plan. Pales came in. He was on board with our game plan. Uh, you know, the the new staff that came in, our goalie coach, Derek Laporte, our our, um, our our staff in the back, like our equipment managers, our, our dressing room attendants, like it's just a family. Everyone's on board. We all go for drinks after on games. Like they're, everyone's on board. Like I, there's no outliers. There's no bullshit. There's no you know, fucking talking behind people's backs. Like it's fucking, it's beautiful. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I, I have nothing like no shit to say. Hey, why don't you guys, why don't you guys back on the ice? Cause I know you guys are off for a little bit here, right? 
two weeks Brilliant. off and practice in fucking hell. Like the boys have got it pretty good. Um, you know, we wanted to make sure that, that it wasn't two weeks off. It was two weeks to get better mm-hmm. and two weeks to, to, to learn and develop. So the last couple of practices, we wanted to keep them, um, keep them in shape, keep them moving. They had the rookie party. So we had to make sure that, uh, the next oh. day, they, uh, yeah skate the next day oh they got it good yeah (laughs) you would do that come on man a couple of the rookies uh, a couple of the rookies came in they're head to toe and marker and (laughs) and, but you know we we got a great group of uh they they treated them really well they had a good night okay so i got a couple more questions let her rip so when mike paley took over as general manager were you scared like did you get nervous like not knowing who he is or what he's about like if he's going to keep you or and and can you can you talk about when you sat down with him and how that went yeah absolutely I um to that point I I I I didn't expect there to be a management change I kind of had an idea based off of our results and to be honest I was a little nervous that it, that it was going to be me. Um, you know, we, we had a really good series against Wheelie. I know for a fact, if we would have lost to Wheelie, I don't think that I'd be in this position right now. Um, but, uh, you know, fortunately we beat Wheelie. We had a really tough series against Lakeshore. COVID hit, you know, Mike comes in as the GM. I've only met Mike once, um, you know, at, uh, I coached uh, Lancer's practice with him and, we shared a dressing room together and had a couple laughs. And other than that, like, I didn't know him. I, I heard great things. I knew that he was going to be the right guy for the job, but um, I, I think from knowing Mike and having those short conversations with him in, in Windsor, that he was going to keep me around because he knew that I was a player's coach and he knew that, that um, I was progressive and forward thinking to, to how coaching um should be done these days. I don't know if there's a better term for that, but mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think that I was nervous when my, when Mike uh, got announced, to be honest. Um, and, and ever since then, you know, we, we had a, a great conversation uh, the first day that it was announced. And to be honest, we've, we've, we've hit it off. Like my wife always jokes that I, I talk to pills more than I talk to her. And you know, she's <laughs> probably, she's probably true. Like Mike and I, we'll have 20, 30, 30 minute conversations. Like we were on the phone for 45 minutes today, um, you know, just going over, you know, deadline acquisitions and, and what's available and, you know, what moves we have to make and where we have to, to put guys on lines. And, and normally that's not the, the case. And, you know, if you guys did watch that all or nothing, the relationship between Keith and, um, and Dubas is exactly like our relationship. Mm-hmm. Which so, you guys should have that, right? Like you guys got to have a good route. Cause if it's shit here, then it's going to be shit right all the way down into the locker room. Right. Yeah. Like I, I have a, a very specific type of player that I like, and it's the same type of player that both you guys like, like I, I like hard nosed guys. I like guys that are going to forecheck. I like guys that are, that are going to give 110%. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be the most skilled, but they, you know, they have to fucking work hard. So Pales likes the same type of players, which is the first, that's the best thing. Um, and then we have the same mindset for a lot of things. And um, the benefit is, is when we do disagree, we hash it out, we, it gets sorted out and, and we move on. Mm-hmm. Perfect. 
He well, wouldn't want Peggy. My office. my biggest concern, Danny, was was uh, you know him bringing in Jamie, Jeff Brett. Uh, you know, like I thought I thought that would have been your job to uh, hire your assistants. Yep. But him being the general manager and being the the big dog, he he, he grabbed this guy and which he surrounded you by amazing people. You know what yep. I mean, like. Uh, Jamie working with Tony Porosky and, and you know like but but me as a person like and me as a, if I was the coach I'd be a little bit worried that and this is how my question came about was that oh he's bringing in Jamie to take over my spot you know yeah you I mean? know, that um that never once crossed my mind me, and that's Pills, awesome um, Pills Pills um he asked me you know he said I I've watched the games I think I think your your coaching style could really benefit from uh, having a guy like Jamie and Nines on board, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and I couldn't agree more. Like Jamie's been a, a, an absolute breath of fresh air. Like he calls a spade a spade. You know, some most times, pretty much all the time, I'm the good cop. He's the bad cop. If I'm the bad cop, Jamie will come in as the good cop. Nines is pretty much always the good cop because he's he's just you know that happy go lucky guy and. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Chatty is just the players love the guy. Like Chatty, Chatty is always joking with them. Um, and he's he's we're around the same age as the players, right? So we we kind of still live our lives through them and we like to hear the stories from them. So, but yeah, it, it, to go back to it, I it was the best thing for me as a young coach for for Mike to to bring those names up and I am so glad that those two guys agreed to to coach because I, I don't think that the team would be as successful if if it wasn't for them. Mm -hmm. Beauty, Rob, I'm tapped, bro. I've asked them everything. I've I've exhausted There's a lot of fucking jerking off going here, eh? Like, hopefully those guys oh have some issues. <laughs> champagne tosses, eh? Champagne tosses. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay i I'm, I'm done i'm tapped out i don't want to i don't want to get you to throw anybody under the bus not that you would but fuck you know? i uh no you know what i i don't have any any bus throws i i've tried to listen <laughs> to the last couple i was waiting for like cleaser to come up with some stories or do you have any uh, on him on jamie clean yeah my boy from harrow there jamie that's uh, funny yeah. that you and him played on the same team like because he's like you know danny anger i'm like yeah and then it was he's like we played together I'm like oh he's shit. Like, yeah he's like Maybe. i would have been the best hockey player if i was to play now <laughs> oh, jamie, yeah hey jamie and i didn't uh we also lived together in yarmouth when we played yeah. so we played together our whole life well not whole life but like three years in sun county he went to saginaw and then we ended up meeting up at the end of our careers in um in yarmouth and um it was unbelievable, like living with that, that guy. And he's just, he's just an animal. There's no, there's no better way to describe that guy. It's like, you should see the, him in the gym now. Like the guy lifts, like he's a tank. He's a tank, an absolute tank. Is he the uh, guy you lived with, with uh, the beer cases in the. No, that was, uh, that was Ollie, Brett Oliphant. Okay. Can you tell that story? Because I interrupted it because you were so drunk, or maybe I was, but whatever. <laughs> Irregardless, or sorry, regardless. Uh, That's one. Can you can you tell that story? 
Because yeah, you so never got to finish um, it because I interrupted you. No, no, no. On, I, that's all good. On campus, we lived um, right next to the HK building and we were stone's throw from faces. So <clears throat> every single Wednesday night, Saturday night, Thursday night, we, we would host the party at our house, the, the pre-drinking party. And our house was tiny. Like it was probably a thousand square foot house, two floor, two stories, two floors. Um, and everyone would leave their empties. Well, we decided to create a maze in our basement. <laughs> uh, cases and any cans we used to tape the cans and then we we lined all of the walls in our house with the cans bedrooms everything like it reeked but um at the end of the school year <laughs> yeah at the end of the school year when we brought our empties back we had something like 300 dollars worth of empties Jesus. Like, you know how many empties that's 300 dollars worth bro i got that in my garage it's crazy 300 yeah <laughs> But man, I was waiting. I was hoping. I was trying to think of some good stories for you guys that uh, I could give some laughs. I have one. I remember my my first year. I was fighting quite a bit, like a lot. And um, I think at the halfway mark, I was around twenty fights. Jesus. And we're yeah, it was a lot. And we were doing. Um, we had our billet breakfast, and my mom decided to come up. So my mom, my billet, I, and Dalton are sitting there, and all of a sudden, I look over. And my mom is gone. I'm looking around. I'm looking around. My mom is at the coach's table sitting with the general manager and the coach. And I'm like, fuck, mom, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> so my mom comes back. She says nothing. She goes, hey, I was just, you know, congratulating them and telling them they're doing a great job. So the next day I get called in. They said, uh, you have a problem with fighting? I said, no, not at all. I just, you know, want to help the team. They said, well, I think your mom has a problem with you fighting and your role on the team. They said, uh, and she thinks that you don't like it. So, you know, let's healthy you for a couple of games to see if you can figure it out. So my mom fucking went and opened her big mouth. <laughs> and then you, and then, and then you got scratched. Yeah. So like, that's mom. a lesson. <laughs> like, boys, boys, I've never complained about it once. My mom doesn't like it. It's not that I, I love it. <laughs> Funny, man. That's I hilarious. Think, yeah, she okay. never cared. She never cared when I was winning, but. The game before that, I think I broke my nose. So that was the, uh, oh. yeah. Rac raccoon eyes. Yeah, I had double. That sucks, man. It's a tough look. Tops and bottoms? Uh, I, only bottoms. Uh, it broke, so, I broke it right at the bridge. Give us the best coach screw up that you've done. Oh, fuck, boys. I got one. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> right off. That was pretty quick, man. So we were. He wasn't even this quick when uh, we talked about about the goal scoring song, eh? <laughs> he was like, ah. Go ahead, bro. So Brampton, um, Brampton that year had Wolchek, Wolski, and some other little guy that just lit it up. Wolchek, Wolski set a record in in our game for the most goals scored. I think he had eight or nine in one game. Lost eleven nothing. Coach comes in, loses his mind. General manager comes in, Alan Miller loses his fucking mind grabs three or four sticks tries to break them they don't break <laughs> throws the sticks down gatorade table tries to flip it doesn't flip oh <laughs> and at this point we're teetering like i'm next to some of the guys they're elbowing me because you know not many of the other guys respected them 
you know, and, and I'm like, you know, when guys are about to laugh and you're giving you're like, like a, holding your sh- jersey uh, over your face. <laughs> so you can hear a couple snorts and he's getting fired up, tries to go break another stick, doesn't fucking break. Walking out of the dressing room, boots the fucking wall like he's a punter for the Buccaneers and he shatters his toe in like 50 pieces. <laughs> oh, probably what was that it, did he look like montgomery burns like smithers come bring his stick for me oh no he's uh yeah he was uh he was a big guy but, uh, to that day I, I still remember i have that vivid memory of him rolling around on the ground with a broken toe i i will not will not break a stick I will not try and flip Gatorade because I know that if I can't do those things, the players are going to be laughing their fucking dicks off. <laughs> I'd be laughing. I don't know how you guys didn't just crack up. We were dying, but I did this year. We we were playing bad in Blenheim. I think it was the third or fourth game. And um, I did boot the garbage can. And there were a couple open water bottles in there. And a, a player on my team wore it, like wore it really good too. And I was like, <laughs> foaming from the mouth because i was so mad at that player yeah he, he wore a couple bottles that that game no lawsuits though no lawsuits no i i don't think so he he's playing really good for me right now but if he was still in the shit house i i might be in trouble <laughs> take it like a man you know, yeah like, take it like a man that's funny though okay so i just want to say Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate everything you're doing for the town, the 73s, helping us out. Like, this was an awesome interview. And, you know, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Dane. Thanks, Robbie. I wanted to give you a shout out, too. I know you're good buddies with with, uh, Ty Frazier, and I I heard he scored his first goal. So I want to give Ty a shout out and uh, and tell him I say congrats. Okay, buddy? He got uh, a third star, too. Did he? Yeah, he got the third nope. star in that no game. knuckles though yet eh i'm waiting for those knuckles nobody to wants them nobody wants them i don't i don't blame him he told <laughs> me that he skated over to your bench and said said something to you and you said go ahead do whatever you gotta do i didn't i didn't hear him i i was i okay. i uh i was asking him I, I thought he was calling me on and i said fuck it's about time somebody calls me on i've been waiting for this for two years no it was one of your boys one of your boys was uh you know, just chirping him, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dummy him," and and then he said, "Tell your boys to shut up, or I'm gonna beat him up." And you, 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 you gotta do. That's funny. Man. That was the word around the campfire. Whatever. Uh, no, I, I think come I told playoffs, you. Come playoffs, you might want to look at him. Do what you got to do. I, I think I did say that because our power play was actually clipping at that time pretty good. Yeah. So you know, I just wanted my power play uh, percentage to go up a little bit. Yeah, but he got a healthy scratch two, two, I think his, his pop was telling me two or three games in a row. And uh, they said, this is what we need from me. He come out and uh, first game, third star. Good, man. That's yeah. awesome. Tell me to keep rolling, okay? Yeah, 100% I will. All right, Danny. Awesome. Thank, thanks, bro. This has been great, man. This, is, uh, this was long overdue, shall we <laughs> say. It was long overdue, but thanks, buddy. And we're going to be out at some games. And then after, we're going to go have some drinks with you. Awesome, boys. Can't wait. Deal. All right, buddy. Thank you. See you guys. Thank you. Yeah. And there he was, ladies and gentlemen, Danny Anger. Guys, go down to the games. Check check that team out. Boys are rolling right now. Boys are rolling. 
But uh, yeah, we're gonna have to get some of those guys on here, Rob. So maybe we got to get a couple of these players on here with us. I got a, I got a couple lined up, bud. I got a couple yeah. lined up, and and you know I. I I I love giving Danny the gears about, you know, like, how do you think you're going to beat Bar River? <laughs> yeah. You know, but the thing is, is all you got to do is make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You make the playoffs and it's a whole new ball. Yeah. We got to get, I can't wait for that to start. We got to get Shirky on here. I heard that kid's fucking just doesn't stop talking. So yeah, he we got chirps everybody. That's I think what he I mean. chirps his mom. You know, <laughs> like, we're, yeah. So we're going to, we're going to have to get him on here at some point. So we're going to have yeah. to get, a well, you know, he's going to listen on. to this one and, he, and he's ready to yeah. go. He, I know he's ready to go. Jerky. Because, we're uh, doing it, brother. We're doing it. <laughs> it's coming uh, up young, soon, buddy. Young Fowler across the street. After he listened to Jonesy's uh, interview, he's like, I was uh, talking to shirt Shirky and uh, Halsey and, and they, they want to come on. I said, I'll, I'll bring them on. Yeah, we'll do so it. That's not a problem because you know, that'll get us, some some of the threes listeners it'll get us yeah. whatever because everybody's going to want to hear this kid because he don't shut up no that's good well he's in if he yeah. wants on he's on yeah i'll set it up beauty uh so speaking of juniors um team canada world juniors released their invited list of they had 35 guys that they invited to camp will cooley is the one from the windsor spitfires that's going so good luck will Let's fucking do her, buddy. We want you on there. We want to watch you play. And uh, we'd love to see you in that Canada jersey. So good luck, buddy. Absolutely. Best of luck. Islanders, Rob, your favorite team that you, that you love. So they can finally return to practice. They had a little bit of a pause. They had two games that they had to call back. Uh, the All their, like, ranks, everything were all close since Saturday. They had six players in freaking protocol when they lost one nothing to the pens islanders are five ten and two right now it's not too late but if they don't get things going soon they're gonna be in one and they're gonna have to make like a serious push for the playoffs like they're falling behind big time right now hey remember this Tavares. We don't need you. <laughs> Where are you at now? How's that new arena? Yeah. Well, uh, and here's the thing. They were, uh, they were pissed about because they had to start like 13 games in a row. They had to play on the road to start the season. Mm -hmm. But now six, now over, is it 60, 65, whatever. But now a lot of their games are at home. Yeah. Like they're going to hardly be on the road. Makes sense. And that's a, that's a great thing for being at home, but 13 games on the road. I don't know. I don't know. So think about it. You play almost half of your home game or sorry, half of your road games to start the year. Yeah. And then the rest of the year, you're like, play like four or five at home, probably go on the road for one or two. Well, maybe they end up on a heater. Oh yeah. That's going to be the way to do it on the back half when they're at home the whole time. Right. So we'll see, man, but they're not out of it yet, but if they don't start like getting everything in line, they're going to be in trouble big I'll time. Laugh. I'll laugh in their face. We just seen too. We just saw that the coyotes saying that they're staying in Arizona, that they're not moving because uh, Quebec city was a big spot, right. Where everybody was saying. Yep. Do you think they should still throw a team there? But then they were talking about them going to Houston. Yes. 
if they if you had to choose one of the two cities, which one do you think it would work better in? Quebec all day. It, well, for sure. Because like it, would I want to play in Houston? Absolutely. It's gonna be warm. I get to go to yeah. work in the sandals because everybody's on the uh, kick where you can wear your comfy yeah. clothes and you know, like but bring the Nordiques back, man. Bring the Nordiques back. That would be sick. Habs and the, the terrible thing about that is fans. you had a team in a great city and you you pissed it away. You weren't selling out games. I get it that you know you weren't putting a good product well, on it, but Toronto did it for mm-hmm. years, years, and sold out every single game. Well, didn't like Colorado used to have a team way back in the day. I can't remember how that went. Weren't they called the Rockies or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don Cherry coached them. Well, they're back in Colorado now. Why can't you put a team back in Quebec? I'm not saying you can't. <laughs> I saying. would love to see a team there because I want to see them in the Habs. I want to see Leafs and Sens. I want to mm-hmm. see all these. I want to see all these teams going at it, man. This is, this is the rivalries. I love that stuff. That's the best hockey. Yeah. Um, all right, Rob. Let's get into it because I know you're fired up about this. Leafs are on a heater. Okay, oh, they're I believe they're first place overall now for the league. They've won their past 14 of 16 games. Rob, I'm gonna turn it over to you, buddy. Let well, her rip. <laughs> I'm I'm put I'm putting most of this on Jack Campbell. Like that's Stunning. incredible. Like he's Stunning. up for the Vesna now. Mm-hmm. You know, and rightfully so. Like the, I just, I was looking at a, a like a top five Vesna candidates, and he was number one. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Wall that's stepping up and yeah. taking the rest of the load, and they just did a the California coast there and, and just mopped everybody. Mm-hmm. They made everybody look like the Islanders. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Buffalo, but I don't like the Islanders more so. <laughs> Uh, Buffalo may have more wins. I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> the Islanders close. only have five. Yeah, so. well, it's close. And like but, you were uh, saying, in that 13 game, you, you couldn't win six, yeah. half. You didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's they terrible. Were they, but, they, uh, were, they, they were missing a lot of guys when they were out too, though. Mm-hmm. Like they had a lot of guys out for for well, good teams figure a way to win, right? And their top two guys on D were out because they were in fucking protocol. So yeah. now those, those guys are back now. So I, we'll see how it goes, but the Leafs are definitely on a heater. The part that's good is they're getting goals and just everything from up and down the whole lineup. They're getting goals from everywhere right now. The big guys are rolling. Campbell's on fire. I've been watching them a lot. Awesome. They're, they're, they're a fun Patrick team. against Colorado yeah. last night. They're a, they're, a, they're a fun team to watch right now, man. And Leafs fans. I'm, listen, I'm a Wings fan through and through, and I love seeing the Leafs lose. Don't get me wrong. I love it, okay? But you should be excited this year. I know yeah. we've I know we been saying it every day every year. I don't know. The, they're rolling right now. Did they ever really have a streak like this in the past few years where they've just went on a tear like this? They've, yeah, they've they, done their they, five, they had a six. Really good one last year, but, but four, the Canadian division, whatever. But, but now you're doing it in the whole league, and you've won 14 of 16, so now what? And you're mopping some good teams. You just and beat Colorado like 8-2. That being said, um, 
the Leaf fans that I know, they'll be like, oh, wait till the playoffs. They're going to fucking take in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. I get it. I get it. The scars are the scars and the wounds are the wounds. Mm. But have a little faith, people. I'm not betting a house on it. Yeah. I already, I already stole McCarty 100 bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you um, will get that, Darren. You will get that. Who else has kind of impressed me too lately is my Red Wings. Yeah, they're impressive. These guys are playing hard, man. They're 12, 9, and 3 right now. And guess who they play next? On Saturday, they play the Islanders. Oh, but the other night, they just they beat fucking – who was it? They beat the Kraken last night in, in the shootout. The night before, they beat Boston in Boston. That's nuts. The Wings have won uh, – I think they've won five out of their past six games. So they're rolling. They're hot at home right now too, which is nice. But they're getting like Grice is standing on his head. They're getting great goaltending. Their D's been good. They got a young, young decor that freaking just they're firing on all cylinders right now. So before we get too far into it, we'll end the show here with like we do every week. View to the week, Rob. I'll let you go first. I have a feeling I know who it's going to be, but I don't think you do. I'm thinking it's going to be one of two guys. Zach Hyman. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was not one. <laughs> no. His one-timer off of uh, McDavid or McJesus's uh, feather pass. Uh, was it last night or the night before? It was just sick. Mm. Just a wide open. Like, he's just loving it there. Like, he goes from two of the top line mates to – two of the top line mates like yeah. what a freaking career this guy's having and you know why he's got this is because he's the one that goes into the corner for all of these guys mm-hmm. you know just a grinder just a blue collar put on put on your freaking coveralls and go to work yeah i could score on a line playing with with him for fuck's sakes with Connor you McDavid. couldn't keep up you couldn't keep i'd up. just go straight to the net and say you skate around four times while I get there, and then uh, just slide her over here. I'll tap her in, stick on the ice, kids. Just yeah, like you'd that. Be, you'd be the last man out of the zone. <laughs> and I'd be the last one in the other zone, too. That's why he would have to skate around five times until I got there. He could do it, though. He could dangle. He's good. So, oh, speaking God. of that, my beauty of the week is Lucas Raymond. Red Wings kid's been amazing. Uh, he just got NHL Rookie of the Month. In his past, he's got 13 points in his past 16 games, eight goals, five assists. He's leading all rookies with, I think, 22 or 23 points in the league. So that is my beauty of the week. Awesome. So keep keep an eye on that kid, everybody. He's good. He's fun to watch. Sniper, pure sniper. On that note, my friend, you got cornhole tonight. I'm going to play hockey. So everybody, if you're not doing anything on Thursday nights, McGregor Columbian Club, hop in there, toss some bags, have some beers. They got awesome drinking, food, drinking awesome food, food there too. specials there all the time. And they also have like the weekends, the boards are there. So if you yep. go out there for dinner, you can go in, shoot some bags. It's a great time. Yep. So everybody go check the them bags out. Bags are free. Bags yeah, are go, free to go there and play. Go check them out, guys. Evan runs a great establishment there. So go there and check them out. Food's good. Beer's always cold. Bags are there. Go check them out. On that note, Aunt Rob signing off. We're out of here. See ya. Yeah, I can get behind anything.